Life Management Science Labs would like to acknowledge that we live and produce this podcast on the traditional lands of the Wurundjeri people. We'd also like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land of our listeners and our international colleagues. We'd like to thank and pay our respects to the elders, past, present, and emerging. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Doing Well, the Wellbeing Science Insights podcast produced by LMSL, the Life Management Science Labs. We are champions of life management science, providing structured insights informed by science and inspired by practice on key aspects of conscious living. Each week, we bring you scientific and practical insights on each element with the expert knowledge of professionals in the field. I'm your host, Blue Ngo, coming to your ears from NARM, Melbourne, Australia. Let's learn together. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the show. And today, I'm very excited because I have my colleague, my mate, <laughs> so interesting to call you that, uh, oh my, yeah, okay. my host of another, sh- two other shows that we have at LMSL. And I think this is my first time interviewing any of the hosts. Um, for Yeah, for the well-being podcast, for doing well. So this is fun. And um, it feels like, a, I don't know, it feels like, a you know, like the teamwork at uni, yeah, it feels like, like it. a little class project. <laughs> yeah, it feels like a class project. Um, it's really fun. Thank you for being here today, Dina. And um, I have to say, it's been on my list to interview you guys. And uh, I'm finally starting this Yay. mini project of um, getting all the hosts on the show because you're already cool people. Even though normally we feature expert guests today, we're going to have a non-expert guest um, because... She has some interesting things to say, and I would love to also plug our other shows that we have at <laughs> LMSL uh, for context. Dina's hosting two other shows, one for parenting and one for family. So if you're interested, definitely check it out. Now, we're going to talk about something that's very interesting to me lately because I have got back into exercising. I have finally signed up for the gym. I've been going to the gym. My legs hurt so bad today, and... I know you have been going back to the gym as well. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So today we're going to talk about the powerful relationship between exercise and well-being. So we were trying to come up with a way to share the message about exercising and well-being. And I think we're, we're some good people to talk about it because we're experiencing it right now, even though we don't have the expert knowledge. We can share our personal experience and hopefully you can relate to it and Try it for yourself if you haven't already. And I know Dina has some great tips for us later, you know, based on her personal experience, because it works. So before we get started, let's get to know Dina. Yay. I got to know you a while ago, remember, when, when we started um, the, the company and we were trying to, like, you know, screen test, remember? Yes. Yeah. Um, I think I asked you these questions already. I think so. Yeah. I think a little bit. I think it's changed though. It's it changed has changed. Yeah. I think I asked you, I don't know if we have those recorded, but um, it'll be interesting to, you know, compare after a while. Oh, yeah. So I'm keen to hear your answer today. And the first thing we always ask, and you know this so well, sitting on that, you you, you normally sit on this side. I am um, terrified to so answer <laughs> You know exactly what I'm going to ask. Yeah. Um, so I'm just going to go straight into it. What is a book you would recommend or talk about today? One of the books that I really, really love. Um, so far, and I've just started going through it and started reading into it, is The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. Um, it is a TikTok thing that I've 
really just started loving and falling in love with. And I've seen so many people and so many of my friends really talk about it. So it's really made me want to go into it a little bit more and try it out. And since I've started, like, I'm halfway through the book and it's one of my favorite train reads. Whenever I'm like catching the train for like an hour, that's the book that I'm always bringing with me. Mm. Um, so it's taking me a while to read it because I get so distracted on the train. But um, <laughs> the book is probably one of the ones that I would love. Like I yeah. love to keep reading. Yeah. I've heard so much about it. I was yeah. tempted to buy it at one point, but I just have so many other books on my list. I haven't really got to doing that. But now that you're saying that it's good, I'm going to have to read it. Yeah. So No, I definitely recommend thanks it. Thanks for that. <laughs> thanks for that. It'll be good. All right. How about a movie? I had trouble with figuring this one out. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think I would have to go with the movie Split. It's kind of like a little... Um, talks about split personality disorder and the people who have multiple personalities in them. And it um, and it really comes out into a whole sort of drama, um, like kidnapping kind of murder kind of thing that they bring on. And it's really interesting for me to really um, see because you don't talk about, you don't hear people talk about split personality disorder as much. And it's so interesting that they made it into a, in a weird way, it's kind of like a superhero movie, but a super people with superpowers who don't necessarily aren't like the Avengers and kind of that kind of thing. It's like an M. Night Shyamalan film. So that's why it's like, I love M. Night Shyamalan so much. It's probably one of my favorite directors. Yeah. So that's why I fell in love with this movie at the minute that I saw it as well. Yeah, I was just um, Googling it earlier. <laughs> I have watched this movie, but I don't remember when. So mm -hmm. I just Googled it. I think apparently it came out in 2016. Yes. Yeah, I think it was like the first time I saw something that is so like engaging and you just kind of like you want to get to know more about why it's happening the way that it's happening. Because yeah. like, it's like so much like, I mean, which genre is it? Thriller? Oh, yeah, it's a thriller. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Let's just say it's a thriller. But like to me, it's like, oh, this is psychology. Yeah, like exactly. I enjoy getting to know more about this, even though it's kind of like it's kind of confronting and hard to think about the fact that there there are so many people out there who might be going through the same thing, or you know, we just don't know about it. Yeah. So yeah, it was it was eye opening for me because it was the first time that I ever came across anything like it. Mm -hmm. So yeah, love yeah. that. And yeah, that was so good. Thanks for bringing it up. I forgot about it completely. So probably, I'll probably watch it again. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you should. <laughs> yeah, I should. Okay. This one's going to be a tough one for you because you host two podcasts. Yes. What's Thank your you. favorite podcast? Out of every podcast that I listen to, and I listen to so many, um, I think the one that I would have to put, um, and I think I've shared this with you as well, it's the um, Emma Chamberlain's Anything Goes podcast. Yeah, you sent it to me the other day. Is so interesting to sort of get a person's perspective into different ways of how to be in society and how to sort of go through life. And like she talks about a lot of things about not having friends and it's okay to be alone and do your, do stuff yourself. And I found it so motivating to be able to be like, okay, I don't have to be around people all the time in order to have a good time. Mm -hmm. And it really built its own community in a way. And yeah. it's it's so interesting to keep listening to her. And I wait for her episodes literally every single time it comes out. I'm the first Aww. one to listen to it because yeah. it's so interesting. Yeah. 
Wait, I have a confession to make. I have no idea who Emma Chamberlain is. Like, I've, yeah, honestly, like she's been everywhere. Like I see her name here and there. Yeah. I have no idea who she is. But that sounds that sounds good because, you know, like she must be an interesting person so that you, that's why you talk, listen to her all the time. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. Good recommendation for those who don't know about Emma Chamberlain. This is a your chance to try listening to her podcast and get to know her yes. better. Yeah. Um, next one, we talked about this earlier because it was like hard for you. But um, I would love to hear who is your current famous role model or your personal role model of all time. So this person's probably turning up everywhere back on social media and back on um, like the public eye again. And it's Selena Gomez. Like a lot of the stuff that she has gone through personally in her life hasn't really affected her um, build in her career. Like she's still kept going. She's still built the music industry, done a brand, have charities, but it hasn't really um, shown in a lot of her personal areas, the stuff that she's gone through personally. And I love that she's able to really be a part, like still be a part of the industry, but on her terms. Mm -hmm. And it's so different to a lot of other artists or celebrities who pretty much do everything for the public eye. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I really love the way that she's done it mm. and then just seeing her grow up from when we were kids and when she was a kid and yeah. it's, it's so interesting to see how far she's come. Mm. So yeah, I really, I really love what she's done with how she's built her life. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting because I don't know much about her. What I do know is, you know, like her, her being an advocate for mental health and, you know, mm -hmm. body image. And I think it's also interesting because um, recently I came across this article about her, you know, with the whole kidney donation situation, whatever yeah. that was. And I was kind of like, oh, wow, okay, that's tough because, you know, we don't really know what happens there. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I think it's never like a full story, right? So you just, you know that they go through a lot of stuff. And I think that the nice thing is they bounce back, yep. which actually now I think about it, we have a show for that. Um, <laughs> that's a different story altogether. My mom really loves Selena Gomez. Um, yeah. Anyways, that's off topic. But yeah. <laughs> what is a course you've completed that you would love to share with us? A course I've completed? It is so strange because I started my whole way into the world thinking that I would go into teaching and I would go into education. So the course that I picked for that was a um, diploma in education mm -hmm. to sort of get into the education stream. Um, that, however, since 2018 has very much changed and I've streamed down all the way to media. But it was because of that course that really got me thinking about what I really wanted to do. And it made me realize what I didn't want to do. And I think for me, that was as as important as figuring out as what I wanted to do was finding out that I didn't want to do something. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad that I went through that course because it really got me to say, okay, I've tried teaching. I didn't like it that much. Let's go try something else. Yeah. And I was able to have that avenue mm. free. So that was that was really great for me. Yeah. That's so good to hear. You know, I'm, I'm glad you tried it and you know that you probably don't like it as much as you thought you would initially. Yeah. As anything else in life, we have to try, right? Exactly. So it's, it's good. It's a good thing. I love that. Okay. Cool. 
Now, I got to know more about you. Yes. And I hope the audience did as well. Now, let's talk serious stuff. Let's talk about well-being because, yes. look, I don't know about the others, but you particularly, I just really love how you're the advocate for well-being on your social channels. Yay. Initially, when I was like, I want to have you on the podcast, I want you to talk about self-care, I initially was like, you know what, like Dina's so great to talk about like, you know, like taking yourself on dates, you know, like taking your pace, just like do what you, you know, do what you need to do for yourself yep. to heal and like grow. And I think that's really nice. Um, but another aspect that you talk about quite a bit on your channels, you know, is exercise yes. and uh, going to the gym, <laughs> you know, breaking a sweat. I think that's really important to also highlight to others because I think from my perspective recently I've noticed a lot of my friends who are gym members they just stop going to the gym because of the stress of work and life and and whatnot and I think maybe this is our way to send the message out you know it if we can convince one person to either go back to the gym or sign up to the gym or start working out in ways that work for them yeah that would be great um, so, so. <laughs> yeah, really want to talk to you about it. We'll we'll dig deeper into your personal experience and, you know, what that means for you, how it's helped you. Um, but first of all, let's start with well-being. Yes. Because you're the advocate of well-being. Let's talk about it for a second. How do you define well-being for yourself? For me, I've always seen well-being as kind of like the balance of mental your body and spiritual. Mm. So balancing the three of those is really important to me. And it's not easy, especially when you have work, when you have, um, when you have uni, when you have all these other things that you have to do. Mm. And it's really hard to do things that you need to do. Mm. Um, for me, I love, like you said, taking myself on dates and having that spiritual connection to myself, which is really important. Mm. Um, but I also love reading. I have like, I love spending time actually reading something that I would enjoy or I can see myself enjoying and taking that little time to really build on that and really have something that I can just remember that I've done this myself and I've accomplished it. And then when it comes to body as well, it's really important for me to really listen to what my body needs. And sometimes, and I've learned this from a lot of other people that I've um, been around and also from a nutritionist that I've gone to see that it's so important for me to really balance the things that I really like to eat. Like I'm not going to go and say, okay, go and have a whole pizza because I feel like eating it. But mm. if I feel like pizza, I'm going to go ahead and just eat eat it because I really enjoy it and I know that's what my body needs. So mm. it's for me finding that balance between what I have to do and what I need to do. Mm. Yeah, I, I love that. I think some of our experts, expert guests have mentioned holistic well-being and, the, you know, the holistic view mm -hmm. of well-being. So I, I guess what you just share with us would be related to what they were talking about. So you're definitely on the right track, girl. Yay. You know, <laughs> love that. Um, and... I think on the show, we've heard about a lot of different misconceptions about well-being as well. Mm -hmm. Your definition would apply to yourself and you might notice this in others around you, how they are applying it to their lives. And obviously you pick things up from them. Mm -hmm. But what do you think are some of the massive, biggest misconceptions there are out there at the moment about well-being? I think a 
I've seen a lot of people really define it as, okay, well-being, it means to be skinny. It means to be small. It means to lose weight. And I hate that misconception. It's probably one of the biggest things that I see a lot of my friends really go through as well. They're like, okay, I want to lose weight. I want to look after my well-being. But the two of them could not be as far apart as they possibly can. Like, it's good that you're looking after yourself, but also trying to be skinny as a definition for what your well-being is going to look like in a healthy way is not always the best way. Because something that I've really learned is that your body type is going to be completely different to everybody else's. And you're not going to be insanely small as someone else, or you're not going to be at the same weight as anybody else. Like Mm -hmm. you're still going to be looking after yourself, but in a way that suits you you in this way that suits your time and everything so yeah that was a misconception that I I think I've always seen that being a misconception Mm. and of like especially when you're in your teenage they say oh the smaller you are the better you are but like the well-being you're not going to be really healthy if you're really really small either so Mm. it's that exactly couldn't agree more Um, I don't think anyone's talked about this exclusively on the show uh, but personally I relate with that in the sense of um, you're hearing people talk about their body image and it's actually related to today's topic, right? We're talking yep. about the connection between exercise and well-being. And uh, before we go into the topic, I agree with you by saying that being skinny doesn't equate being well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and also, by the way, I personally think and I've noticed a lot of people who look really fit but aren't well. Because, you know, like other aspects in life aren't going great. So that also doesn't mean, you know, being fit also doesn't mean that your well-being is tipped up either. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, a like you said, right, it's it's holistic. So, you know, like if you're saying that, okay, this person's well-being must be great because they're so fit. Well, think again. Yeah, I I would say that personally, you know, from what I've learned and observed. Um, But... Now let's talk about exercise because we have started to go into that direction where we mention the misconceptions and also that misconception is related to exercise, right? Yeah. Because a lot of people actually just like work out like crazy. So they look super skinny. Yeah. Like like work out way too much. Like most of their time, like most of their (laughs) free time spent exercising. Every every chance they get, they just get there. Yeah. So how would you define exercise for yourself? What would be count as what would be counted for you as exercise? For me, exercise really just means looking after yourself, and it's like another way of looking after yourself. Um, I really don't like to see it done where it's like where I'm going every single day. And I used to go, I used to be that where I used to go every single day, either it's after classes or after work. You just see me like that's the first place that I go. And for me, that was so much over-exercise because I was not feeling it for a lot of those days or I just needed a break, but I never took one because I was like, okay, if I stop going one day, I'll stop going two days and three days and I'll just never go back again. Mm. So I was scared to stop. And that exercise for me was just trying to find that balance between when I should go and when I shouldn't go. Mm-hmm. And really putting effort into when I should go. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. And I mean, we're talking about physical exercise. um, And I don't know about you, but it doesn't, to me, like it doesn't mean just going to the gym. 
if you take a break from the gym, but you go for a walk in nature, yep, that counts. Yeah, you know, like it doesn't mean that you have to have to, you don't have to sign up for the gym. First of all, <laughs> <laughs> I I want to change the environment that I work out in, which is why I start going to the gym. But previously, I used to just like go for walks and runs outside, or you know, I went skating with Gabriella, yes, <laughs> our other host <laughs> at LMSL. Um, she's a skate queen, that one. She is. She's so good. <laughs> she stopped me from falling so many times. And then, yeah, she picked me up twice as well. So, yeah, that, that was great. But the, the point is exercise could be, I think, anything that keeps you active yep. and, you know, help you feel like you're taking care of your body. Mm-hmm. Doesn't necessarily mean you have to go to the gym or, you know, you don't have to do a cardio or, or hit exercises to, to say, yeah, I'm you know, I'm exercising or I'm actually breaking a sweat physically. It, you don't have to break a sweat, actually. Sometimes I do yoga. Oh, yeah. I break no sweat. No. But I feel great. But my body hurts yeah. straight after. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Like, there's that where it's just like you don't have to really do something exertion. You just do something. And totally. I love doing that. Mm, totally. I love that. So you said you've got back into exercising recently yes. after not doing it for a while. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so how has that been, you know, for you, especially in terms of your physical health, your mental health, your, you know, your whole holistic uh, well-being? How has that impacted it? Well, that break I felt was needed. I think I did it for a bit too long to a point where I f- now have to start from square from the square one right back up right back up to where I was before um but yeah I think sometimes like when I was going constantly it was really nice to be able to see the it's like a community where you get to see everyone that usually goes there at the same time you do um me taking that break though was probably one of the things that I needed in order to refresh why I did it mm-hmm. Going back, I had a refocus of, okay, I'm not going there to see these people or I'm not going there to um, be skinny and small and I don't want to feel discouraged from going. I'm going just to maintain my own health and maintain the things that I love. And that was, it wasn't to be skinny for me. Like I now see, and I I have a whole Pinterest board now of like muscle mommy content oh, okay. of like the back and everything and then that's the aim now it's like not to be skinny and small it's just to be stronger mm-hmm. and i love that it's it's changed so much yeah i love it you know actually when you said that i remember i have this friend who used to be super skinny mm-hmm. like she looked a bit sick to me to be honest really yeah and then she started to gain weight yeah and then at one point she was kind of like oh i'm so fat now and i was like why are you saying that to yourself you look better than before mm-hmm. You look alive, you look prettier, Yeah, you know, you look full, like, you know, with a full body and like, you know, curvy. It's like the curves are there now, girl. Yeah. Like, what are you, why are you complaining? And I feel like that's such a great thing about having the the mindset of, you know, exercising to maintain your health, right? Because if at that point she decided that, you know what, I'm just going to start exercising so I lose weight and go back to where I was. Yeah. That's not, no. I don't think that's healthy. No, no, it was not. And I've seen a lot of people at the gym that I go to. Like I go to an all-women gym as well, so it's mm-hmm. a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I've seen so many people just go ahead and just go 
do every little equipment, every machine, and they go 110%. And as good as that is, you just see them struggling so hard. Yeah. But because that's what they think, like they go really heavy in terms of like the weights, but they don't do it to what their body can keep going at it. So that's what I've, um, that's what I've really noticed when going to the gym. That's what I am aiming a little bit more to focus on the exercises that suit what I like and follow sort of a little bit. I get pro tips now. So I go, go ahead and get the people that work there to sort of help me. Okay. What's the routine that I can do and I can maintain? Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, that has helped a lot rather than me just going and, um, staring at what Pinterest says or what TikTok says and following that. So it's helped a lot Mm. in really knowing what is good for me to focus on. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I- yeah, I love it. And I think the beautiful thing that I'm picking up from you is, you know, you're, you you mentioned this before, you know, this is how you're staying healthy in your 20s and it's going to last, you know, your whole life as well if you keep it up, right? Yep. The, the mindset. And I think the mindset is really important. So um, it's nice as a message to send to anyone who might be listening and in their 20s or know someone in their 20s that might need a little bit of help. Yes. This is your gentle reminder. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's really okay to not look like a model. No. But you feel healthy and you feel great and you yeah. feel energetic and you can do your things. Exactly. And speaking of which, let's talk about productivity. Yeah. Because I know okay. you like to do a lot of things. <laughs> you know? I don't like to do, I have to do. <laughs> no, but you, I, I think you do like to, you know, do different things like creating contents. Oh, yeah. Work and, you know, like do other stuff. And it takes a lot of um, energy. And, you know, like you have to be able to get into that zone and feel like you are up for it or, you know, yeah. even push yourself when you don't feel up for it to be able to keep creating contents. I love watching your contents. Girl, I, yeah, I really love watching your, your <laughs> contents. And I, I feel like that's how you're staying productive with your life, right? You're working out, you're working, you're going to uni, you're creating content. Yes. You're, you know, I don't know what else you're doing, girl. I mean, you're doing a lot. So. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm doing the, a lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So the question is, mm-hmm. since you started exercise, exercising again, how, do, how have you felt uh, about your level of productivity? I felt like I'm having to actually maintain a schedule a little bit more mm-hmm. and it's me keeping to that schedule to make sure that I go on the days that I've set myself up to go to the gym. Yeah. Um, that's definitely helped. Mm-hmm. And I think me knowing what my schedule looks like really helps as well. Mm-hmm. And I know it's not easy for a lot of people who schedule changes on the daily, on the weekly or even hourly for some people. Yeah. Um, but being able to maintain that sort of, okay, there's a boundary where I'm going to be going to work. I'm going to be going to uni, but then I'm also going to prioritize going to the gym. And um, unfortunately to a lot of my friends, I have cut out, cut down a lot of the social time in order to manage going to the gym. Um, But yeah, I've still maintained that level of productivity by just staying saying that okay I'm going to be doing this and that's my focus for right now instead of thinking what I'm going to be doing in three hours time that's what I'm going to be doing right at this moment and I've set myself up for it whether it's me going for a walk on days where I'm just overloaded with classes or anything like that 
or if it's going to actually set myself up to go to a gym. Mm. Um, it's actually, it's nice that I'm able to set the classes and know the classes that's going to be held at the gym so I can schedule those days as well to make sure that I'm going into the big classes mm-hmm. where it's actually going to be a lot of work. Yeah. But other than that, I love trying to take take my sister out on a bike ride as well. It's usually what we end up doing when the weather is nice. Yeah. So now that the Sweet. weather's cooler, it's a little bit easier to do that. Yeah. So, yeah, I've just tried to maintain a sort of schedule where it just allows me to be as productive as I can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's a really good point. Um, you know, when you, when you mention you have been scheduling things in so that you can prioritize going to the gym or exercising or just doing these active um, things with your sister. I don't know about you, but I feel like ever since I started committing to working out, I prioritize myself more and after working, I have more energy. Mm-hmm. And because I have more energy, I can do more things. Yeah. And I feel more productive in general. Yes. No, yeah. I feel the same way. Yeah. Yeah. So when you said that, I was kind of like, yeah, actually, you know what? Like, I don't socialize a lot anyway, but it is true that I'm like thinking about planning my week by first looking at how many gym sessions I want to do. <laughs> yeah. And then I'll be like, okay, I'm, I'm going to just like commit to like two, three hangouts this week or something. Um, even though I love hanging out with my friends. And I feel like it's actually helping in the sense of like grounding myself mm-hmm. too. Because the thing about being around people a lot is you don't have time to reflect on yourself. Yeah. On your growth, on your journey. So I don't know about you. But when you mentioned the scheduling and like the, you know, limiting the socializing time, I just thought of that. And I feel like it's important for your well-being as well, right? Because from your definition, it has to be holistic. And for it to be holistic, you know, you got to do self-care. You got to know where you're at with your mental health as much as your physical health. And one add to the other, to be honest. Like when you work out and you break your sweat, you feel better. You have more mental clarity and then you reflect better. No, yeah, 100%. And vice versa. Exactly. Yeah. It's just so much nicer to know. Like you said, it's nice to know when you plan out you plan out your gym days as well. Mm-hmm. Like I don't go every day like as much as I used to. Mm-hmm. I go probably three times a week. Yeah. And that's the max that I know that my body is also capable mm-hmm. of doing. Yeah. Because during the week, I'm usually overloaded with classes, overloaded with work like work stuff so then I don't try to force my body to be like okay there's another thing that you also have to do but also push it a little bit more each time saying that okay you can stay for another hour Mm. and do one more heavy workout Mm -hmm. and then we can go and then we're done for the day yeah and I think it's also good because you're in uni at the moment so you know the the timing would be more flexible like for me because I work nine to five like if I want to have a class in the morning at the gym it has to be like in and out. Yeah. Like it's been like that. And and then like working out on my own as well, just kind of like, okay, one hour, that's it. And then back to my desk. So yeah, yeah it, it's good that you have that flexibility that you can manage. Yes. And stay productive with other things. Yes. Yeah. I really like going in the morning. Same. Morning is so much nicer because mm-hmm. especially in the gym that I go to, it's a whole lot of moms dropping their kids off 
for childcare because all dropping their kids from school. So it's a whole, a whole lot of moms that know each other, yeah. which means it's not people my age where I sort of get distracted. Um, some days I go in the evenings because I know that some of my friends are there at the same time. So I'll go and occasionally see them and have coffee afterwards because we have a cafe at the gym. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a nice social aspect to it as well. So on yeah. top of like working out, I'm also getting the socializing yeah. and catching up with people that I that I know. So it's like a nice balance. It's probably why gym yeah. is kind of like a second home. Yeah. Oh, I love that. <laughs> that's good. I work out with my friends. So that's how we socialize yeah. basically every day. That's really good. And I'm glad to hear that. So overall, what we can see from here is working out, breaking a sweat in any way or form is great. And if you can combine it with socializing activity, even better, work out with your friends. Exactly. But the thing is, it's hard to get you to the gym. Yes. So let's talk about some practice that we can share with our audience. Yes. What would be a practice that you do to motivate yourself to actually work out? For me, I really like leaving just a spare set of like gym wear, active wear in the car. So like I leave shoes, tights and like a top in the back, in the back of the car. And whenever I know that, okay... I don't know how I'm feeling. I don't know if I'm motivated, but that spare set is there. So if I'm wearing jeans or if I'm wearing like coming back from uni, I'm able to be like, okay, I've got the car. I got the gym. I've got the stuff that I need to get there. Mm -hmm. I don't have to go home and I'll feel lazy. And then I have to go back and do everything all over again and try to get motivated. So whenever I kind of get a little bit motivation, I would just go sometimes on days where I'm not set to go and I just know that I feel like doing it Mm -hmm. but it's nice to sort of set that up and just okay I have that there in case I am doing something and I'm not able to go at a certain day have that spare set there Mm -hmm. what would you recommend to those that don't have a car Ooh, I think keep some in your bag Mm. like I have a huge big usually have a huge big duffel bag that Mm. has literally everything from from a bottle to band-aids to (laughs) like gym wear yeah it has my laptop in it as well and that's the bag that I have with me usually if I'm going to be if I know I'm going to be out all day that's the bag yeah and I had gym wear into that Mm -hmm. um the bag that I have has like the shoe compartment at the bottom Oh. So it adds like I add like sports shoes underneath it as well cool. to make sure that I yeah. have no excuses whatsoever. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so I do recommend just trying to fit stuff in your bag if you can or bring a spare bag and mm-hmm. put your activewear mm-hmm. in there. Yeah, yeah. Great tip. Thanks. Um, so obviously, you know, like setting up a bag um, and putting it aside, definitely not hard. For some people, it might be a little more challenging because they you know, they don't have a car and they can just you know put a spare bag in and then you know take it take stuff out and use it. Yeah. Uh, for others, it can be just the act of getting started and not knowing what to pack. But what else do you think are some of the challenges that people might encounter when they try what you just recommended? Some of the challenges that I like, even for me, there are some days where I'm not having the car because I share it with other family members so I don't always have it Mm -hmm. um a lot of the time I'm just ending up either going for a walk or even going to 
there's a little lake in my area where the, you allow you have like a walking track mm. around that. So I go there or yeah. I bike with my sister. Yeah. Usually we try to every yeah. couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's also like for her, she leaves a very different lifestyle to me as well. So she's a little bit more sedentary <laughs> lifestyle. She's not as active. Yeah. So that bike ride is kind of like her one thing to do constantly. So that's also another motivation that I have where it's like taking someone that usually doesn't go or wouldn't go and just sort of being their motivation because somehow it ends up motivating myself as well to be like, okay, I have to show her how fun this is to keep her going. And yeah, I just love hanging out with her and her forcing her to come outside with me to actually touch grass for a little bit. Yeah. That's really cool. And I mean, we are talking about preparing for different scenarios, right? Mm-hmm. So I think what I took from your practice is not just, you know, setting a spare bag in your car or preparing um, extra clothes for the gym in your bag, but also be flexible yep. with the situation. Because like sometimes um, you plan to work out or you plan to go to the gym or, and whatnot, and then something happens. Let's say you want to go for a run today and it's like, it's hailing. Yep. It's basically dangerous to be out yes. running. <laughs> I think we can be flexible and just do a workout at home. Yeah. Just still stay active. Yeah. I do yoga at home constantly. Yeah. I have like a yoga mat that's in my room and I lay that out. Yeah. I have barely minimal space in my room, but that's enough space where I can do something. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I try to I try to do it whenever I can. Even if it's like midnight and I can't sleep, that's something that I usually turn to because mm. it's a little bit better than me just staying and watching Netflix as much as yeah. I, I oh, love that's, Netflix. That's a good tip, actually. I've been struggling with sleep lately. Yeah. yeah. Yoga will help. Yeah, yoga helps. And yeah. I, I find reading to be soothing as well. Yes. But sometimes it's just hard because like, I'm like, oh, if I, if I you know, read, I'm, I might get sucked into it. And then actually sometimes that happens. Like I read and then I got way too excited and I just couldn't sleep anymore because oh, yeah. yeah, I yeah, had yeah. to finish the book. Exactly. But um, yeah, yoga definitely does help. And then that's, a, that's also a form of exercising, right? Yeah. So there you go. You have it all. Um, if, if you don't feel like exercising during the day or if you didn't have time at all during the day then, and you find it hard to sleep, then yoga before bed, great idea. Yeah. I do yoga on bed. Sometimes there's like there's yeah. some little techniques where they you can actually do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw those kind of videos. Things. Yeah, yeah. Yoga, yeah, like yoga on straight surface, just on on the bed. Yeah, that works. It works. It works. Wow. It's anything to keep active. Yeah. Well, you know, I love this conversation. Yeah. <laughs> I need it as well. <laughs> yeah, I love it. It's, just, it's really practical. Um, and to anyone again in their twenties or know people in their twenties who might be struggling with this, just like we are, we're still, oh, I don't know about others, but we're talking about this, not as experts because no. we struggle with it ourselves. So we have no clear answer, yeah, but we just have yeah, what we're doing. Exactly. It works for us. It's yeah. been helping and yeah, let's, let's get active. I think exactly. that's the key message. Yeah. That should be the title. Yeah. <laughs> let's get active. Let's get active. <laughs> yeah. Well, we already have another title, but this one can be the backup title yeah <laughs> just the subtitle this exactly, is yeah, yeah this is what we mean um well thank you for sharing the insights the practice um and now i would love to invite you to our open mic you know exactly what this is about yes. um, and i'm sure you have something to share with our audience so take it away 
I would love to just plug my two shows on the channel. Um, so I am running two podcasts on family and parenting. Uh, family is the All Together podcast and parenting is Raising Parents. It are, there are two shows that are really, they're really interesting and they have very different like variety of guests that come onto the show to talk about so many things involving family, um, involving couples as well. Like we had a guest on marriage preparation, which was pretty, pretty interesting in her ways of saying that it's like marriage is not the end of a story. It's not a happily ever after. It's pretty much the start of a whole other thing. And yeah, those two shows are, are something that's really near and dear to my heart, trying to figure out parenting. I don't have a child, but I love to come onto the show and talk about how I don't have one. But if I would, how would I go with it in today's society? And it's important to know how you deal with things in today's society and it, whether it's well-being or whether it's parenting or how you were acting in your family. And um, I love to say that I throw my father under the bus a lot. Um, just sort of um, say, okay, so my dad did this when I was younger. Is this good or is this bad? So, um, yeah, I'm sorry, dad, but he knew he had it come in the minute I signed up for it. So, <laughs> yeah, I would love to plug those two shows and yeah, definitely go and check it out. Um, go check out our other shows as well. We've got plenty of others on different areas like home improvement, home household management, um, relationships as well. That's the one that's probably trending on mine, on my list so much. I've been listening to a lot of Aditi's ones as well. And yeah, so go and have a listen to all of them. Um, share them as well. Like there's a lot of people that would probably love to hear them that you know. So yeah, definitely go check them out. Oh, fab. Thank you. You did such a great job of plugging our shows. I love it. Um, but yeah, they are great shows. I'm just, I'm not saying that just because they are our shows, but because they are truly great. I've listened to some episodes and I'm like, wow, I did not know that you can talk about this topic without being a parent. <laughs> you know, it's, it's kind of like the reminder that, you know, like you should know about this stuff before you even think about becoming a parent, yeah. because then you know exactly what you're signing up for. Yeah. So yeah. interesting. Um, same with family, like, but. But family is a bit easier because we all have families. It's just more so, you know, from, from the perspective of, of experts, it's kind of like, there are so many concepts that I didn't know before. No, I know. Like family Same. estrangement. I was like, what's that? No, I didn't know that was a <laughs> yeah, thing either. I like, oh, wow. Okay. Like sibling, yeah. I understood. Sibling yeah. not talking to each other, but family entirely mm -hmm. is a whole other thing. Exactly. Oh, so interesting. Well, thank you so much for coming on our show um, to talk about well-being. I hope it's been fun for you as much as it's been fun for me. Um, and I hope that we send our audience some interesting uh, messages or something to empower them to start their journey to take care of themselves better. Yes. Obviously, exercising is just one aspect of it, as we said, right? So, yeah. yeah. And I feel like you would have interesting things to say about a lot more aspects oh i would love to come on uh, yeah <laughs> i mean like it's just so great um and finally i think for today um it'll be actually great to get our audience to interact with you you know in the comment section wherever they're listening so that they can get some more tips from our buddy dina yeah, yeah that'll be great and um thank you for your time 
let's wrap it up here yeah. but we'll definitely come and visit you on your show parenting and family and my audience you can catch me there i'm coming yeah she's joining me soon <laughs> yeah joining soon you've been listening to doing well the well-being science insights podcast produced by the well-being science labs a division of lmsl the life management science labs more episodes are available from 10 life management perspectives and can be found by searching lmsl on apple podcast google podcast spotify YouTube, and other podcasting apps available on your devices. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate, share, and subscribe to our channel so that other people can find it and we can continue to provide quality content. More of our work can be found on our website at we.lmsl.net where you can join our movement. I'm Lu Ngo. Thanks for tuning in.